you want to be in a testing. Test? Yeah. You got to be in that. Just talk he's, how you talk. He's always on a game. Always a on game. a game. All right. That's the problem. Right. I don't think being on A game is a problem. <laughs> How's the I think being on C game is a problem? He's never in practice mode. He's, he's never in practice. 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 Too many bears. A lot of sports. Podcasting from Chicago. You're listening to Pass the Mic with Nucci, Quasi, and Digits. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Pass the Mic. It's July 18th, 2019. All right, folks, we got a hell of a show for you guys lined up today. Uh, we actually have a special guest because uh, Digits just took the night off. What what was his reasoning? Uh, he's got some sort of dinner, work dinner. He's got a work. Is dinner. he working at dinner? Is he is his laptop out and what? I don't know. Once again, this if this was our full time job, we wouldn't have these infiltrations. In yeah, the Tecate, sponsor us, please. <laughs> so we have a special guest here. He was actually a longtime listener of the show. His name is Alec. Uh, say hello to the crowd. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah. All right. Long-time listener. Uh, Alec bringing to the table his credentials. He's actually our tennis correspondent. Alec is a collegiate tennis player athlete. Uh, Division three. so let's not get too overexcited about <laughs> it. He is Division one three. of the top 2,000 tennis players in the country. It's about accurate, yeah. Is that accurate? That's close. Would you think you make the top 2,000? Maybe top two thousand, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in the year, that's in the year two thousand, yeah. that's pretty impressive. All right, well, I'm that, pretty sure the rest of us are not in the top two thousand. Yeah. That's good. So, the other, we'll take it. We'll take it. The other important thing he's bringing is another sports court. Okay, uh, Alec and I got into an argument at a country music festival. Again, uh, I want to make clear for the listeners. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to. I was told it was a barbecue festival. It turned out to be a country music festival. Uh, was it not awesome? Beat and switch. It was the Winnie Winnie City Smokeout. It was a good time. I, I will say, pretty fucking fine. Uh, pretty fucking really fine. good time. Uh, United Center did a great job. Pretty I mean, pretty awesome. The rest of us didn't get invited, but that's that's another. Episode. Yeah, where's the invite, Nucci? <laughs> <laughs> you actively hate country music. <laughs> so, anyways. We had a debate. We will be doing a sports court later. So basically the setup for today, guys, is obviously the NBA. We have free agency. We had trades. We had a lot of shit going on. So we're going to discuss the NBA first. Uh, then we're going to dive into the sports court, which I urge all listeners to wait for because it's going to be a good one. Also, little known uh, to our audience is that Alec is actually a professional lawyer. So I will actually be going against... Not a this lawyer. is bullshit. He's already making excuses for how he's going to lose. Yeah, I, I want to say, let's let the listeners decide. I'm going to win. I'm going to win, first of all. I just want to know. I'm not just arguing against you fuckers this time. I also, it's like you're I'd, putting a handicap on your argument. I'd like to know <laughs> the difference between a professional lawyer and just a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. they, got, they got amateur lawyers out there? I will give you a professional lawyer. You actually are a professional lawyer. Glenn Lerner. <laughs> Glenn Lerner. Glenn Lerner is the lawyer for you. Call 222-2222. I don't know if that's a professional lawyer. And he's not an ambulance chaser, folks. All right, so we got... <laughs> we got... It's episode 69. Episode 69. We got the NBA. We got a sports court. We're going to uh, talk about the epic match between Roger Federer and... Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. And then at the end, we'll dive into some, uh, you know, after the All-Star break baseball uh, and a little Blackhawks to wrap it up. And, of course, onions and raisins. Too many bears. Bears. A lot of... Quasi and digits. Quasi and digits.
All right, welcome back. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the NBA. Like I said, uh, free agency, also a bunch of trades going on. So we're just going to dive into a couple of the big names. Uh, I'm going to leave Kawhi Leonard off the board for table him for just a second. Pour a little bit out. Pour a little, pour <laughs> hey, a little bit out. You know out. what today is? National Hot Dog Day? Oh, today is the anniversary of the uh, Kawhi to Toronto trade. See, this is he, this is why he's in mourning now. He's oh, well, fuck that. You know what? I'm bringing it right to the front. Yeah. We're going to talk about Kawhi. So the Kawhi to Toronto trade, what happened, Quasi? Look, we got a championship, so I can't hate on the No, trade. no, no. What happened personally? What? You oh. got you got a steak dinner oh, out of me. a steak dinner out of it. Right. Yes. Oh, are you bragging about that right now? No. Because Wait. right now, <laughs> you, you <laughs> motherfucker, you owe me a steak. It took a full year to turn around, but Quasi lost the bet. Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers, which, by the way, I called on the last episode of Pass the Mic. Did yep. I not? He's looking at me, but it, it is true. He did say yeah. Kawhi to the Clippers. Kawhi to the Clippers. He did say And that. Quasi owes me a steak dinner. I choose maple and ash. I was gonna no, say, where are you, you choosing? You don't get to choose where the steak dinner is. Hold on, you can't. You both can't. Both can't go to Outback. No, no, where, no, where's no, he? No, no, no. Where's he getting the steak? Wherever the steak quarterly goes. Fine, fair enough. We're gonna go you back to I, maple you think and ash. I wanted to go to Morton's. My ass would have been at Bavette's. Oh, <laughs> all right. You got to back up. I love Morton's. Morton's is fucking it's, great. Morton's was a ghost town. Morton's was delicious. It was good. But if I had my choice, I would have gotten to Bavette's. It's just, it's my personal opinion about steaks. I understand there are so, other places. So for the listeners to know, once again, <laughs> me and Quasi have been made multiple bets over steak dinners. I lost the first one when Kawhi won the championship. Got traded no, got to got traded. Got traded. <laughs> when he got traded from San Antonio to Toronto. But I said that Kawhi would not stay in Toronto. That was another steak bet. Kawhi left. Kawhi Leonard is now hijacked the LA Clippers, and he is pulling strings over there. So I want to I want to ask Quasi as the uh, the Canadian here. How does that make you feel? He was there one year. He's a fucking gunslinger. He left. You still you happy about it? You feel okay? Because uh, basically you're a one night stand. So for- here's the thing. Disappointed he left. Can't say I'm surprised. You know he his love for LA was you know from the minute he went out of San Antonio he wanted to go to LA. So, can't say you're 100% surprised. He's from there, right? Do you have a championship? Yeah. So, he will, I guarantee, get a standing ovation every time he comes into Toronto. No booze. Nobody's burning burning his jersey, nothing. How how could they? He's people, cl- people are gonna who's, who's the who's the, statues. He, no, yeah, of course. He's the, he's the greatest Toronto Raptor of all time. Yeah. He brought you a fuck. Without a doubt, it's not Vince Carter. It's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Vince Leonard Carter's, came in there one year yeah. and Vince won Carter number two though, right? I mean, it's got to go Kawhi, then Vince Carter, and then Tracy McGrady as the best Raptors of all time. But it's clearly Kawhi's it's number one. It's clearly Kawhi's. Kawhi's number one. There's no doubt. I think people would argue. Demar, just because of his loyalty to the nah, to fuck the, that. No, he brought you. You, Listen, you got a Larry O'Brien trophy. That's all that matters. Now, no, when you no, go in the no. stadium, you for can two, watch. You two. can yeah, see or, the or, or as Kawhi calls it, the, what does he call it? The, the Larry Ob or the Larry Ob? Larry Ob. He's the weirdest dude. I think the 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 number one spot set. I think there would be some argument over number two. I think I think it would become down to Vince Carter or Demar Derozan in yep. terms of. All right, so and what about the way he orchestrated his 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 leaving there? Because he was manipulative as fuck. I mean, he knew what he wanted to no. do. 
he fucking was I mean, playing teams I'll, against I'll, one I'll, another. I'll step in on this one. Uh, how, how do you say the owner's name of Toronto? The general manager or whatever? Oh, Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri. He came out and said from day one, Kawhi was very upfront and honest with them and never said he never waffled. He never whatever. He's like, I will play as hard as I can for you. But at the end of the year, I am most likely going to look to be traded. So he did not give them. He did not waver. He did not waffle. He told them straight up. I mean, I it was a little. I mean, I haven't. I've heard varying stories of what he was asking from Toronto to do, like in terms of like. I've heard some people say he wanted to partially like get a stake in the team later. I've heard like, which you he should wanted, have done. He wanted, if that's what it took to keep Kawhi, you doesn't hurt to ask. I've heard he wanted Westbrook and George to come to Toronto, but then also like Lowry to get an extension. Like I've heard varying stories, so I I don't know what it is. What he and do I think he probably played uh, Toronto against the Clippers so that the Clippers could get George? Possibly. I more. I don't mind, like, I just want to say, but I don't mind it, but, but I'm more proud that you jury was like, okay, I'm getting fucked with, I'm done. I'm out of this. We'll just move on. And like, I think that was kind of like, it was like, okay, he didn't just, you know, bet the farm. And cause what if we had done that? That doesn't mean he's going to sign. Like, even if we had, you know, gone all in and traded all our assets, He's no, still free agent. No, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody did anything wrong, but I, but I do want people to know that it's unprecedented. Nobody's ever won a championship oh, and, got the fuck out and there. then left. It's never happened before. That's why. That's why I, I thought he was. Is it that fucking cold in Toronto? No, I don't, he's a I don't weird know. Dude, Kawhi's a weird dude. I, yeah, I think well, he's an exception to the rule. Well, he's from Southern California, so I he's always wanted to go home, right? Yeah, he's made that pretty I, clear. I feel like he's an exception to the rule because I feel like most people would have looked and seen what's in the East and been like, oh, if I sign one more year, fuck it, I might win again. Kawhi just does like, what he wants. Right. <laughs> so the only, the, the one weird manipulative thing that I've ever seen Kawhi do, Kawhi's like a robot. I, I want what I want, I go where I want, unless I have to. Like, he got traded to Toronto. That's why he ended up there, not because he wanted to. Like you said, the whole time he's been saying, I'm going to Southern California. Mm-hmm. But what was very manipulative by Kawhi, while Kawhi was in LA interviewing with the Lakers. Paul George was also there. While they were both interviewing with the Lakers, Kawhi goes to Paul George and goes, we should both play for the Clippers. <laughs> That's I mean, hilarious. He completely fucked over the Lakers, which I'm fully on board with. Oh, Just makes yeah. me like that Kawhi was, even that more. Was, yeah. uh, that was kind of enjoyable, watching them just pass over a free agent. And then just everyone being like, okay, it's down to the Lakers or the Raptors. And then, and then well, the just, just the whole situation in the West now, I think, is awesome because all those teams are so even. They're just going to beat the shit out of each other well, all season long. And Denver long. and Utah are still good. Still they, really good. So, so this, let's, it's get into, good. let's get into some of the other uh, big moves that is happening uh, uh, NBA free agency and trades. You have, obviously, we talked about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kevin Durant traded from the Golden State Warriors to the free, Brooklyn free. Nets. Mm. Right? Sign and trade, right? Uh, you yeah, had sign co- and trade. Because with they, the max did deal. They give a contract, did they give a draft pick for him? Right, no, I think it was a he had a oh, player he had a player option to stay with uh, Golden State. State. He opted out, took a max deal to sign with the Nets. Okay. So, so no everybody everybody thought he was going to the Knicks. Because what was the the D'Angelo trade was just to make room for for Kyrie, right? Uh, 
they, yeah, D'Angelo, yeah, yeah, they traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they traded him. They renounced so, his so, rights. So what's so weird is that, like, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right, both look like they were clearly going to the Knicks because Knicks is, like, the bigger franchise. What happened that so, they so, didn't go to the Knicks? So they, I they heard. They both went to the Knicks because Kyrie, Kyrie, Irving, <laughs> Kyrie Irving and Durant. Yeah. So both go to the Nets. So James Dolan, the uh, embattled owner of the Knicks, right, did not want to give a max deal to Durant, and that's that was the end of that. He did not. He didn't want to give him a max deal because of the injury. He also did not want to meet with uh, Kawhi Leonard. They canceled their meeting with Kawhi Leonard once they realized, once they thought they couldn't get Kevin Durant, uh, they had like a meeting scheduled with him, and they just canceled it. Well, if you're a Knicks fan, how pissed are you at the owner, dude? It's clearly like this dude is n- notorious for being the biggest shithead. Just a bad person and a bad owner. What are the Knicks now? They're like, what, 40 years from a championship appearance? Like, uh, they haven't well, been... No, no, they, they made it in the mean, 90s. It's an, it's, it's an imagine... Right? I think 95 they lost... But, the, they lost no, 94 they lost to Houston. Because that, I, the only reason I remember being a Canadian, the Rangers were in the uh, final <laughs> against the Bucks, and the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, and then they took the Cup, to the Knicks, like, hey, we won a championship, you do it too, and then they lost the... That was also the OJ year. OJ. Oh. And OJ, yeah. and, and it was just a shitty year, people. It was a yeah. shitty year. OJ was, OJ, OJ was happening. Uh, so, you got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the Nets. You got uh, Clay Thompson resigned. You got Kemba Walker took Kyrie's spot. Which goes, is a total upgrade. I just just locker room alone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. From Boston, Boston. Right, so, so locker room is uh, undeniable, right? But what about you know skill? Uh, Kyrie Kemba, Irving. Kyrie Irving is Kemba fucking. Walker's, he's nasty. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Boston was better without Kyrie Irving. They had a they had a better record without him. They, they were under five hundred. And they they didn't hate each other. I, Kemba's I a better point guard. I will say Kyrie. Um, Kemba is, Walker, is, by the way, is nasty as well. Kyrie is is an amazing player. Super skilled. It doesn't look like he ever likes where he is. Like he oh, does, never. Oh, he no, he's never, the worst. Like he doesn't like. No. Where, and I think that just this. This I is clear. This, this is his skill. Like no. I almost think like you know this year Brooklyn's gotten better, but like is he going to take the year off and just be like, well, Kevin well, Durant's coming next year? Yeah, so. let's be clear. Brooklyn's not winning shit this year. They no, got Durant's not going like, to play. How so. committed is he? Even no. Be? If, 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 no. Look. Starter. No. Look at this. If if, if Kyrie. Is if Kyrie uh, comes out this year, even though he also knows that Kevin Durant's coming back the next year, and he's a shithead this year, I mean it's over. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna. Yo, they're you gonna complained bomb. in Cleveland. You complained yeah. in Boston. You complained like everywhere you go, you complain. So he's got to show that he can play with a team. Yeah, but if you got talent and you're in the top ten players, top fifteen players in the NBA, you're gonna get as many chances well, as you in the, want. In the East, they'll go pretty far. Too. One of the most uh, interesting ones, I thought. Undercover, there's still some big names out there. But Jimmy Butler goes to Miami. The team he said he would never put a jersey on for, by the way. I don't understand. But he's that. he's you know what, him and Dwayne Wade are it's, best friends. Okay, is that what yeah, but he's not playing with Wade. No, like, Miami I, I offered know, the most I know money. Wade Wade doesn't come back for one year to play with Jimmy Butler. Because we had to do that fucking uh, you know, Wade leaving the NBA parade. Oh, that was terrible. Every that game. was terrible. Which is already outdated because all those jerseys he's got don't make sense anymore. <laughs> all those jerseys. But, like, 
I am very surprised that the draw of Dwayne Wade as may, maybe he'll become an ambassador or whatever for the Heat. He's obviously no, tied to that team. No, Jimmy Butler, he, he gave up. He realized he wasn't going to win a ring, and now he just wants to live in a warm spot in a, in a and cool city money. And, and make money. Which, he doesn't I, I give a shit. I don't say he gives up because like, automatically, automatically by Jimmy Butler going down there, Miami's a, a playoff team. Well, and if they make the move to get another star, too. If they move, they, 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 they do also have – they uh, could get well, Chris Weren't Paul. they talking about um, – they were talking about bringing somebody in. Westbrook. Trade. Westbrook. Was right. the big so we'll get to what, what what you said, Westbrook. Let's just jump into it. Yeah. Houston, huge move. We have. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. You got the two most ball dominant guys in the NBA, maybe in the history of the NBA. How the fuck are these two guys going to play together? They did before in OKC. They did before yeah, in OKC. Harden was a different. I think both he, of them were different players at absolutely. that time. All I'm going to say is that, so like the one-on-one game obviously proved that it wouldn't work with James Harden. He just can't ever get past Golden State with his like one-on-one just James Harden versus the rest of the team. Yeah, uh, he did have the opposite of Chris Paul, who Chris Paul was uh, a good, you know, facilitator to the rest of the team. They don't have that with Russbrook, right? But now you have two MVP just dominant motherfuckers on the court. Like, it's either you have to account and watch out for uh, James Harden, or if it's not, then you just pass it off to Westbrook. Well, if one of them is having an off night, the other one can have a great night. Well, if one gets cold, then hopefully the other one's hot, right? Like it, it, Exactly. So I, I'm going to say that they are... They know, upgraded. I, I think that's I'm going to say that it's an upgrade. I, I'm going to say that they are going to win a lot of games, and at the end... I think they don't win a championship. They'll be fun to watch. That's, They'll be fun to watch that's for yeah. sure. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to see them play. Yeah, I'm curious to see them being reunited if they turn out to be to be really good again. Um, definitely, Houston went out and upgraded, and that was key. They went out and were like, "We need someone better than Chris Paul." Obviously, they got it with Russell Westbrook, but. I mean, we'll see how they play together. Who knows? I feel like Houston's that team where we constantly are like, they're going to be good. They're going to go far. And then we're like, nope. They they just let us down. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, jumping in us, uh, back into the East. Um, but wait, before, before we leave the, the, the West, I, I do want to ask, what do you guys think about Anthony Davis and LeBron playing together? Is that going to be a good team? Is that a shit team? Do we just have no idea? I, I have no idea. I, I, mean, I honestly, I have I no mean, idea. It, it, right now, it's literally just the two of them and nobody else. You I mean, know? I haven't, I haven't seen Anthony they Davis have play. Any, any... They have Demarcus Cousins. They actually have Rajon Rondo, which would be kind of good with them because he can delegate the ball. So they brought what the twenty eleven hey, New Orleans. You, you, you know, you know what's gonna happen? <laughs> they'll sign Kyle Korver. They'll sign some of these ancillary guys, and you, and they'll knock off Houston in the second round, or the, oh, they'll knock off somebody like that. Potential. It's gonna happen. Potential. So, also talking about Houston, uh, Chris Paul got traded to Oklahoma City, which he clearly has already stated he does not want to play for. Is there any room, because he's got an enormous contract, is there any way that, that Chris Paul goes to the Lakers? No. He'll, he'll go, he makes he too could, much money. He could go to Miami. What about Minnesota Timberwolves? I mean... Chris Paul finally dealing with uh, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns? Maybe. I just don't know. That Minnesota sounds like a team that's going to blow up. That team sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> I agree. I mean, <laughs> Actually, when I said, as soon as I said it out loud, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You know, uh, I don't know what, you know, you never know. The Bulls might trade for it. Seems like a Bulls. Don't, no. don't, don't, like don't, 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 don't put don't, that curse don't, on don't, us. Don't put that. 
Don't you put that on me. How about the bulls trade for if you buy me a steak? <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Um, uh, other interesting things, though. We're going to go back to the East. A team that got better from the Miami trade and all the moves that they made. I think this is undercover, maybe the best, best team in the East, one of the best teams in the NBA. Philadelphia 76ers. They just got Al Horford, okay, and Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson is a good dude from uh, Miami. So their starting five is going to be Ben Simmons. Let me see him make a, a fucking field, shoot. field goal. He can't shoot. He doesn't have to, though. Yeah. You know what You know what I want? My 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 star player? Guy that can't shoot. That I sounds good wait, to me. Wait. You're going to have I, Tobias Harris. Look, just look at this. Okay. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. All right. You got, Al, you got Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid on the court. Okay. Well, Joel Embiid. And B, Jason Richardson. That's Joel Embiid good. will play how many games? He needed to stop being. Right. First of all, you know why? Because he's fucking fat, dude. You're a fucking. You're a professional, dude. You're 25 years old. Stop eating cheeseburgers and milkshakes, you fucking loser. Unless, unless you're Jokic, who is. He seems like a big dude, but he is fun Joker. to watch. Oh, I like to, no, he, he's mine. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's awesome. The joke on Denver. On Denver, yeah. By the way, by the way, best fat. record in the NBA. I'm gonna predict right now. Best record in the NBA is either Denver. Or Utah. So let's get into the Utah there's, trade. There's Utah, things. Utah just got Mike Conley instead of Rick Rubio. Okay, Mike Conley from Memphis, and they got Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> that guy is good from Indiana. They upgraded. They are stacked. Oh, yeah. they U- upgraded. Utah is an undercover sleep. Donovan Mitchell's good. I don't think they're undercover anymore, man. Everything I listen to, they're talking about how good you Utah know, is. I don't be. think they're undercover, but I think because of like. Westbrook going to Houston. The movement like, in the West, like, that's yeah, why. Yeah, Kawhi going to the Clippers. Like, they get pushed down the list. So I don't think they're undercover. But, yeah, I think they're going to be good. I, let me ask you guys. Anybody in the East really going to compete? Do we think Milwaukee runs it back? Uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee, I, Milwaukee East won it this year. Milwaukee, think, Boston. Yeah, with, that, with Kawhi, who's gone now. I think everyone I think in the Phil East got worse. I think no. every team in the East no, got worse. I disagree. I think Philly what is. Team got better? I think Philly is strong. They gave up two shooters. They gave up Jimmy Butler. Philly's going to be got strong. Rid of JJ Redick. Two of their scores. Philly's going to be strong. The Who, East is open. Who's taking the last shot in Philly? Oh, hold Anyone. On. They accumulated a bunch of talent. Ben Simmons. I well, clearly ben not Ben Simmons. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. So, so I'm sorry. They got, wait, wait, wait. They got is enough the last shot a layup? They got enough talent. They upgraded. I, I no, know. I, I said I, that like five times now. But I think they added a bunch of big. Give it to Al Horford. Give it to Tobias Harris. Give it to Jason Richardson. Al Horford is the only guy I would trust to take the last shot on that Philly team. They won't need a last and, shot. And where would you rank him in the categories of last shot people? Listen, all you have to do is stay healthy because the West is going to beat up on each other. And look at what happened this year. You got a Golden State team that couldn't stay healthy. Oh, I, I think I think the two best teams in the point. NBA and the two, sol- yeah. the two best teams in the West will there. be <laughs> Denver and Utah. That's my prediction. Two best teams in the West are Denver and Utah. I get it. The Lakers, I think, are are very injury prone. Well, so, so who who comes out of the East? I, I think it's Philly. I think I think it's gonna. Milwaukee, I think gonna you don't have, think Giannis takes another step? Becomes they, becomes Milwaukee like a Jordan. Lost, lost Malcolm Brogdon, which was a key player for them. Key player, but I'm I'm expecting uh, and they lost Giannis. I'm expecting Giannis to like take. Miritich went to Europe too, right? Yeah, what a loser! Yeah, way to downgrade. I mean, I think Bobby I think Portis scared him away. Bobby, think, uh, Bobby's scared of constantly getting punched. I think uh, Giannis does does always improve. Like I think he's the he's the anti Ben Simmons. Like 
Ben Simmons, I don't think will get better because you gave him all that money. But I think Giannis, no matter how much money, he'll, he'll get better. But I just, I don't know. Like, will he be able to develop that good of an outside shot from now until the season begins? Maybe, maybe not. And I'd, if he, if he doesn't, I don't. I think that's their their Achilles. Uh, I'd bet on it. If I had to put I money mean, on it, I w- I'd put money on it. With Kawhi out of the East, you know, Giannis is my favorite player. But so, <laughs> Paul George obviously joins Kawhi in L.A. with the Clippers. To me, not regular season, but let's go around the table. To me, my NBA champion is the L.A. Clippers. Alec? NBA champion? NBA yep. champion. 2020. I'm, I'm taking Denver. 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 Jokic gets the MVP. He's 15 15 to 1. Great bet. We're going to put that down. (laughs) Jokic, the Joker, 15 to 1. I'm going with Philadelphia over the Clippers. Wow. Jesus Christ. No. No. Uh, (laughs) He's very confident in that. I think think, uh, George is off two shoulder injuries. Yep. That's right. That's right. I think that could play in. We'll see how good he is. I, I think Kawhi can carry a team, obviously. But in the West, he's going to run into a, a tougher... They got Patrick tougher. Beverly, Lou Williams, Danilo Garinari. Right, but if, if George is injury-prone, I mean, two surgeries... All right, so who's your pick? Uh, in the terms of the finals or uh, coming out of the West? Ch- NBA Champions champion. Finals, man. <laughs> I got coming out of the West, I got... No, the, pick a champion. That's the champion. question. Okay, yeah. out of the West, I got Golden State. Out of the East, I got Milwaukee. Champion? I got Golden State winning it again. Golden State. Hey, with that, we gotta take a break. That's and that's <laughs> it. That's that's the end of the NBA talk. <laughs> Too many bears. Bears. UG quasi indigents. Welcome to Sports Court. All right, the question before the court. Throughout the course of history, is it better to be known as a premier sports star or a premier musician slash rock star? Representing the music side today will be Nucci, and representing the sports side will be Alec. And just a reminder to the listeners, the rules for sports court are as follows. Each counselor can give an opening statement followed by the judges asking three questions. At which point, the counselors are allowed to give a closing statement. Tonight's Chief Justice, it's HVAC. Hey, PTM listeners. Have you ever been at a bar arguing over sports with your buddy? Well, you know what? Now's your chance. Bring your case to PTM Sports Court, and we will put the loser on a podcast blast. Hashtag your argument at PTM Sports Court. And everybody all stand up for the Honorable Judge HVAC. Thank you. We did a coin flip off the air. Alec will now be presenting his opening statement. I want to thank the court for for having me on here today. Uh, To begin my opening statement, I think we need to look at the question. And the question before this court is, Throughout the course of history, is it better to be known as a premier sports star or a premier musician? 
And I don't know about the two of you, but I can't name a single musician that dates back more than, let's say, 100 years or so. But I can name the very first sporting event known to, to modern society. And that's got to be the Olympics, going all the way back to BC whenever. Sporting events permeate our culture. And sports stars permeate our culture. And they exist not only in pop culture, but in myth and in legend. The marathon is named after a Greek runner who sprinted, what was it, 26 miles to, to announce victory over the Parisians for the Greeks. We go back hundreds and thousands of years. Musicians may be heroes, but sports stars are legends, and they always have been, and they always will continue to be. That's just the, the historical perspective. If we want to talk about modern-day lifestyles, yeah, rock stars get to party and they do a bunch of drugs. But the sports star, they have the, the, the better lifestyle. They have an off-season. They don't have to travel year-round on shitty tours, playing the exact same song day after day after day. Most musicians hate the song that made them famous by the end of it. Sports star, every single game is different. Every crowd appreciates every single moment. They live in that moment every single time. That musician has to get up, maybe. How many bad shows have you been to? How many bad shows where the rock star is too fucked up? He doesn't give a shit. Sports stars going out there, doing their best every single time. That gets the crowd going every single time. All right, we're talking about what is it better to be, a premier sports star or a premier musician? Where does the best art come from? It comes from pain and loss. Loss of love, death. That's where the best music comes from. That's what you have to suffer through. Where do the best athletic events come from? The ultimate achievement. You win a gold medal. You win a Super Bowl. Nobody's crying tears of sadness at the Super Bowl except the loser. The premier sports star is a winner. They are killing it and they're doing it year after year. They don't need to relive that, that pain, that tragedy. And God forbid you become a successful musician. You no longer have that pain, that anguish, that need that made you successful to begin with. Musicians tend to fall down. And yes, sports stars don't get better with age, but we've seen in the modern era that they can continue that for longer and longer. Musicians, how many times have you heard saying, oh, I liked his early stuff better? It's because the musician always gets worse. Sports star, that comeback, the tiger winning the Masters, coming back from four back surgeries. I mean, that's the stuff of legends. And in my mind, when it comes to the money, the, the fame, the, the ability, the athletic ability that people have that they can do, it's, it's otherworldly. Uh, being a musician just doesn't, just doesn't even compare. And this is, a, this is a Chicago sports cast, so I want to leave you with this here. How happy was the city of Chicago just in general when the Cubs won the World Series, when the Bulls won the, the NBA championship? You're a hero for life here, for life. Can you imagine if the Bears won the Super Bowl? Any one of those players are going to come back, and they're going to be heroes until the day they die. The musician, the best thing you'd hope for is to die young so you don't get to tarnish it. And that's why it's better to be a premier sports star.
You're listening to Pass the Mic. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books and... With Nucci Quasi and Digits. All right, now representing the music side is Nucci. All right, well, I will not be as articulate and well put together with a five-minute speech as Alec, but I have a couple points that we need to make uh, about the musicians, okay? About musicians versus... I'm getting fucking shit on by the judges here in front of my argument. All right, I'm going to make a bunch of points. Number one, as a musician, you are uniquely your own style. Okay, you have your own voice. No one can recreate that. You have a jump shot, you have a crossover, you have a home run. Everybody does the same shit. No one can make your voice. No one can make your own unique style. As a musician, that is only yours, and no one can recreate that. Number two, if you create a really good song, because we're going at the fact that we are premier level, you create a timeless song. That song lives on forever, after you're dead, hundreds of years. Have you ever heard a 100-year-old song? Yeah, we play Beethoven and Mozart and all the classics still right now. You know what? I know he's not in uh, good standings with the public right now, but Michael Jackson songs will live on fucking forever. Uh, the Beatles will live on forever. The Rolling Stones songs will live on forever, past when they're dead. Tom Brady, okay, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. 100 years from now, only one asshole from Boston will know Tom Brady. No one else will give a fuck. But everyone else will know, still know the song. I can't get no satisfaction. Okay? Uh, another thing. Who the fuck wants to go to a school and college and have a bunch of people making money off of you to, to become pro? Why don't you just go be a fucking rock star and start making money right off the bat? And this is a big one. Number four, no rules, okay? Sports stars have constant rules. You have to be in bed by a certain time. It's like you're in the military. Like, you can't do this. This code of conduct, code of conduct, code of conduct. A, a fucking rock star, you do what you want. You party. You do drugs. You fucking go out. You can live wherever you, can live wherever you want. You do what you want. It's up to you. All you got to do is come with a good song. And if you're a star, you're coming with a lot of good songs, okay? So just just freedom, freedom in general. What's America about? Freedom, all right? This is what we're talking about. Number five, if you do get in trouble, it actually adds to your appeal. If you get in trouble as a sports star, you're caught doing drugs, you're caught cheating on your wife or whatever, you are disgraced throughout the community. Ozzy Osbourne walked into a meeting and bid a... A, with a bat, a live bat, and bit the head off a bat and became a legend. Okay? You do whatever you want. Tommy Lee get does drugs, has sex with lots of women, does a bunch of bad things. He becomes a rock star legend. You can do whatever you want. You have the freedom to do what you want. All right? Number seven, groupies. Who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't like groupies? <laughs> Literally groupies. Groupies is just number seven. Okay? <laughs> groupies Big, is number groupies seven. is number seven. All right? Number eight. You don't depend on your body. You can do it for longer. The Rolling Stones, all right, as an athlete, you have to be in impeccable shape. Even when you're in your off season, you can't do whatever you want. You still have to be healthy, all right? You can only do it to a certain amount of time to generally, in general, for any major sport, that you're 35, maybe 40, 35 years old and you're cut off. The Rolling Stones are still on tour. They just killed it in Soldier Field this year. All right, these guys are 70 years old. They're fucking killing it, still making money. 
All right. Here's the other thing: you travel the world as a as a music musician. Okay, you're not just traveling around the U.S. or wherever that you're playing. You get to go all over the world. Mainly, is that you have less pressure overall. As a sports star, you have to perform for that college team. You have to perform for your professional team. You have a bunch of bosses. As a premier musician, you make music. All right, you do what you want. And if your record label is giving you a hard time, fuck them. You go get another record label. That's all that you do. All right. Uh, also, you can always take a break and you don't have to record a song when you don't want to. Alec was talking about, oh, you have to perform for the record label or whatever. You have a season every single year as a professional. You have to be at that season. If you want to fall off as a musician and come back, you can. People do it all the time. You can take a break. You can go on vacation. You can do whatever the fuck you want. They're known for being flighty. Once again, you have the freedom to do that. All right, so you don't have a designated season. The other thing is, once you retire, you get royalties for the rest of your life on all the rest of those songs. Every time that song plays, every time they're doing some shit on a commercial, a movie, whatever, you're getting paid on that. Now, here's another thing, a point that I want to bring up. Huge point. You can live wherever you want. All right? You don't get drafted by Detroit. Got to go live in fucking Detroit for fucking five years. That blows. How many other teams town suck where you got to go live in some desolate place in the winter if you're a musician you party and then you go live in the south of france italy wherever that you want okay and one of the other final topics and as i've said is that your songs will live forever you go on for the rest of the time throughout your song people always know your song people will forget fadeaway shots whatever because you know what records are made, meant to be broken michael jordan tom brady the best of the best their records will be broken but no one can make your song no one can redo that song again and that song will live on forever and as that song lives on forever throughout the history of the world even after you're gone your grandchildren will know it you also had the freedom to live your life throughout that time. And that is my opening statement. You're listening to Pass the... Sorry, sorry, can we do it again? Thing sucks! You're listening to Pass the Mic. Do it live! Do it live! You're listening to Pass the Mic with Nucci Quasi Digits. All right, this is the question and answer portion of Sports Court. Uh, Quasi, you want to go with uh, your first question? To the yeah, um, Nucci, could you repeat uh, point number eight? Point number eight, uh, yes, let me pull that up, please. Was it uh, I think it no had to do something about the, uh, the body. The body. You don't depend on your body uh, so you can do the job for longer, okay? Because that, that oh, well, you can ask the question, I'll get to okay. my closest thing. So I'm just a little curious because we're, we're talking about I said musicians. you don't, just the question, the point was, you don't depend on your body so you can do it for longer. The Rolling Stones are still on tour at 70. That's true. Um, my question is, now, we are talking about premier musicians. Obviously, you could argue the point that Keith Richards doesn't sing. He just plays the guitar. Maybe he doesn't. But he still, you know, relies on his body. Um, I believe, you know, just as semi-play devil's advocate, the Rolling Stones, I think, even had to postpone some dates because of their age and stuff like that. I'm just curious. Picking that point, why did you pick that point? Because obviously body singing, things like that, are important. So 
So my you hands, know, my hands, many, my hands now. many an artist has has had like yes. to you so, know give up because their voice well, box is hurt. Agreed. Like I I agree with you, um, Chief Justice um, Quasi. Um, not Chief Justice. You're not actually a Chief Justice. <laughs> uh, is. But I agree with you. Uh, but the point of the matter is, these dudes are 70 years old. So yeah, so their fingers and their voice start going at 70. The average athlete, depending on the sport, ends at 35. 35 years old, that's like a half a lifetime. The Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Pearl Jam. How old is Pearl Jam? They're killing it right now. I mean, you can go on forever and continue to make money and continue to do it without destroying your body, okay? Uh, NFL stars, dude. These guys, th these careers, even superstars, they're shooting themselves in the chest, okay? Because of injury to the body, because they have so many hits to the head. Yeah, you might do drugs as a, a musician, but you can cut that out. Um, you know, uh, there was a comedian that I want to point out that Kurt Cobain shot himself in the head. So that's let's, one. That's not. That's, that, that's, that's one. That's one. I mean, out of thousands. Argue, that's uh, one out of thousands. How many? Jimi Hendrix also. How, how many? How many? How many? How many? How many? Are you um, the girl who just won? Are you the judge or are you a counselor? <laughs> how many people have shot themselves in the chest because their brains were so bad? How many people have bodies have been completely corrupted by the point when they're 35 years old? My point is, as a music star the corruption that you put on your body is on your own. If you choose to do drugs till the time you die, that's on you. If you're, you know, Jimi Hendrix or Kurt Cobain, that's on you. But you know what, Metallica, there was a guy that did a, a, a tour with Metallica this year, and he's like, it's like they're eating health food, okay? They're on tour, they're drinking juice, they're eating vegetables and, and shit like that, and smoothies. You don't have to do that. Okay, any questions? All right, yep, I got a few. Um, so this is going to go towards both of you, so I'll start with Alec. What's more important, uh, money or fame? So the, the question is, you know, for a, a, a premier sports star, uh, and I think for a premier sports star, you have, you have both. You can't be premier without both money and fame. Now, if you're going to ask me what's more important, uh, if we're talking about legacy, of course it's got to be fame. If we're talking about personal happiness, of course it's got to be money. Uh, and I don't think the two are indistinguishable. I think the more fame you have, the, the more money you're going to have. Um, so uh, I guess when it boils down to personal happiness, it's, it's got to be money. Uh, but it, when it comes to legacy, it's going to be fame. Okay. Same question. You know, I'm not actually going to disagree with what he said. Uh, I think as a musician, overall, what they yearn for is fame. If you come into the industry as a musician, you know that money might not be your number one goal as opposed to a sports star, which really sports stars are going into it for money. Um, but as a premier, once again, you're right. You're going for the fame. If you're premier, you will make the money. But the goal is to have your songs live on forever and be legendary. And if you can do it the right way, that will happen. Okay. All right. This is, uh, so if you want to, this is going to be off the cuff. So who are your top three musicians of all time? Um, 
not just your personal preference, but who do you think are the th top three musicians of all time? And then conversely, who do you think are the top three um, athletes of all time? Wow. Top three musicians of all time. That is, that is really tough. Um, I will put Jimi Hendrix in there. Um, I think he put on epic concerts. He was a once-in-a-lifetime talent that uh, really changed the way that that guitarists and everything played. Um, I'm also going to put, you know, this sounds corny, but I'm going to put Beethoven in there. Okay? This dude was legendary in his own day, and we still listen to his music. Um, and then third, I mean... I'm going to put Kurt Cobain and Nirvana in there. Once again, guys that, that changed, that created a whole genre of music, right? Like, there was, before Kurt Cobain, there was no real, they had a couple of guys here and there, but there was no alternative music, and now alternative music is a part of our lifestyle. But I would be remiss without mentioning some of the rap stars. I, I love Outkast. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm from Chicago. Uh, obviously, you got to put Michael Jordan right there. I think Walter Payton is uh, a definite. Uh, those are two mainstream sports. I could jump into a bunch of the the less uh, the less mainstream, um, but when we're talking about legends. It's got to be Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, and I don't know how you don't mention Babe Ruth. Um, so th those are the first three that kind of pop into my head. Uh, I can get more detailed and some of the other uh, amazing athletes out there but those are the first three those are the first three okay good um all right so i got one for you alec um Nucci made the point where musicians can live where the fuck they want right um how would you as an athlete really counter that like um meaning that you, you get signed by detroit you get signed by vancouver you get signed by hartford but how would you counter that in terms of how an athlete sees it? So I counter a couple ways. Uh, number one, I'd make the argument that the successful musician doesn't live anywhere. They're a nomad. They're traveling from place to place, concert to concert. You watch Almost Famous, they're traveling on a bus. Fucking hate each other's guts and they're traveling on a bus, place to place. That only gets worse in the modern era when you got to go plane to plane, country to country, international, multiple countries, huge tours that just don't end because in order to stay relevant you got to keep playing so I would argue that his point is uh, not true they don't have a home they're nomads number two uh, the sport the sport athlete has a home it's their home team uh, and uh, they're always going to be loved by that city as long as they're with that team Kawhi just left Toronto and Kwasi loves him even though he was only there a year they're going to have homes no matter where they want to go and there's an off-season, a defined off-season where they can go back to their hometown, go back to where their mom or their dad lives or where their wife or kids are. So they do have one. This idea that uh, they don't is, is bullshit. All right, good. All right, do you have any? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I do have a question. It came up. Um, I have a question. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of one that, that people have brought up uh, before. It may not be a new question to you guys. Um, you mentioned your top three athletes, your top three athletes, top three musicians, um, and this is sort of a take on the question of: Would 
the music world or the athletic world be altered in any way if you removed any one of those three people? I'm just curious. Like sometimes, you know, people say like, oh, if you took a musician out of history, would it would it be affected? So so I'm doing a little spin on to both of you. If you took out, um, I think you said like Jimi Hendrix, Beethoven, Jimi Hendrix, Beethoven, and Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. If you removed any one of those three, would the music world would we be listening to different music nowadays? And then also to your point, if we got rid of Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, or Babe Ruth, would either one of those sports be completely different? This is directed to me first. Well, yeah, it's directed so, to both of you, but you. So, you. so partially one of the reasons, and first off. To be fair, pop that question about me, and those were the three answers that I gave off the top of my head. But I did partially pick them because exactly of that reason, right? Like uh, Beethoven back in the day revolutionized the way that uh, classical music was done. Nirvana is one of the, if not the cornerstone of alternative music. So he literally created a genre. If you eliminate that, there's no genre of alternative music. And then Jimi Hendrix is potentially the greatest guitarist of all time. So you're gonna take out one of the greatest uh, classical music musicians of all time. Of course, I would change it. You're gonna take out the best guitarist of all time. And then you're gonna take out the band that created alternative music. So. Um, whether or not that you like those styles of music, if you take those guys out of it, it will indefinitely change uh, the course of history throughout music. Alex, same question? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely have to agree with everything that he just said in terms of, of his side, and I think those things hold true for the three athletes that I mentioned. Michael Jordan uh, made the sport of basketball international. You go to a small town in Spain, doesn't know a goddamn thing about the U.S., you ask them about Chicago, they're going to say Michael Jordan. Uh, he changed the sport. He made it international. He made it what it is today. Uh, I mean, Babe Ruth is literally a legend. How many movies and pop culture references and, and things has he has he influenced? How many years did it take to break his home run record? And, and, and what did that influence in terms of how the MLB is shaped and, and what people are striving for? And the same thing holds true for Walter Payton. I mean, the guy was a dominant force, uh, unmatched, and, and the things that he did off the field are also, you know, uh, incredible. So I would say in, in both ways, uh, all three of those guys changed change the game. Okay. Uh, you want to take a quick break? We'll let them do their closing statements. Yep. <laughs> And now it's time for closing statements. Uh, Nucci will begin. All right. Overall, what it comes down to, right, is creative and intellectual freedom. As an artist, that's exactly what you get. You live where you want. You do what you want. You decide what you want to do. You create the music that you want. Yes, maybe a record label will tell you, oh, you got to produce so many albums per year or whatever. But as Chance the Rapper proved to us this year, you don't even need a fucking record label anymore. You can just go out on the internet and fucking create your own shit and be a musician on your own. It's all about intellectual and creative freedom. And freedom is what you get with 
as an artist. Your songs will live on forever. Forever. There will be people singing your song well past your gun. No one's going to remember Tom Brady's fucking Super Bowl in 100 years, like I said. Okay? Long story short, you don't have people restricting you. As a sports athlete, you constantly have a coach. You constantly have a boss. You constantly have a, a team. You constantly have an organization telling you what to do. How many bosses does a sports player actually have? He's got his coach. He's got the general manager. He's got the owner. you got all these fucking assholes trying to make sure that you make, you know, as little amount of money and produce the most. Once again, as an artist, all you do is create music, live free, die young or old, it's up to you. Okay. All right. Uh, Alec, uh, time for your closing statement. Okay. Um, so I want to make a, a couple points here against my opposing counsel. His opening statement focused a lot about how uh, you can do this forever. Uh, a couple things about that. Number one, uh, when you're in your 70s, you're not premier anymore. You're a nostalgic act. Number two, when he named the three most influential musicians, he named Jimi Hendrix, Beethoven, and Kurt Cobain. Two of those guys died young. One either shot himself in the head or was murdered by his groupie or wife or whatever you want to call her. Uh, Hendrix, I think, died over an, of an overdose. And Beethoven lost his hearing and basically went insane because he couldn't compose and was trying to do it through sounds of vibration. So if you're telling me that there's no toll on the body uh, for a musician, there absolutely is. He's talking about what lives longer in history. And yes, of course, Beethoven lives, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's uh, immortal. But so are these sports stars. And I think you need to look at the question. Throughout the course of history, what is it better to have been? It's better to have been a sports star. You literally can go back to the ancient Greeks. Name me one fucking musician from the ancient Greeks. You can't do it. What was the question posed? Okay, number two, he's asking about you know, uh, freedom. Okay, maybe now in today's world you have a little bit more freedom as a musician, but I would argue you don't. I would argue that it's an illusion that you're beholden to contracts, you're beholden to these tour dates, and you do shows and events that you don't really want to do and you phone it in, and they end up uh, not being very good. I think the, the sports star life is, it's gotta be unbelievable uh, to hear a crowd fucking roar your name, roar your name, not just because you played the same song for the hundredth time, but because you did something unique every single night. You're a hero to people. And I'll leave you guys with this. This is not a fucking music podcast. It's a sports podcast. What do you spend? What do you spend every week coming to talk about? We talk about sports because we love them. We're not here talking about music every week. So that, I rest my case. That's fucking dirty. Okay. We will deliberate. Yeah, we'll deliberate and then make a decision. Yep. So the magic of podcasting, we took a break, but you can put a commercial there. And uh, Chief Justice HVAC is about to decide his decision. All right. I'm going to make my decision. But before I do, this was a very close one. Arguments were great on both sides. Uh, obviously, everyone loves sports and music, so uh, it's uh, very hard to decide here. But what I'm going to go with was... Um, 
something that uh, both of you brought up, but I disagreed with, with both, actually. Uh, being premier, um, tried to sell it as, you know, longer lifespan than I think it really is. You have the same, to me, premier means you have a short time window. Uh, you have an athlete, uh, 10, 15 years. Musician, you have, you know, tw 10, 15, 20 years as well. So um, the argument that you s one can sustain longer or not, because if you're a musician and you're older, you're probably not premier anymore. If you're an athlete when you're 35, you're definitely over. You're past your prime. So I kind of threw that at one out. But um, with that said, I will be making my ruling now, and I will be going with the athlete. Oh, come on! <laughs> I want to thank the court for their... What is your reasoning? Their well-thought-out and uh, well-reasoned decision. You're conservative. Ah, see, you cannot question the judge's uh, ruling. The I judge, can definitely question. I will be appealing this. You can appeal. You can appeal, and that could possibly... The irony of it all is that... Uh, what is your reasoning? I, I, what is your reasoning? You, you are out of order, sir. You are out of order. This whole court's out of order. <laughs> is it a kangaroo court? It's kangaroo court. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe you wanted me to be the chief justice now. <laughs> Shit on me the whole time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Would you have voted for me? I'll tell you what. This was fun though, and it it was um, the it argument. Was, the arguments hard. were really yes. good on both yes. sides because it really I, the needle could have gone we either way. Probably should only have Alec do sports. I was gonna throw it out there now. <sighs> Alec was bringing, you know. Top tier talent to sports court. Nucci's been saying from the beginning he's bringing his A game. Nucci uh, did bring his. Uh, you know what? The all, other two sports courts, the other two sports courts, I was arguing against my own opinion, and this one I might have been arguing on my own opinion. So this one hurts. This guys. one hurts a little. This one hurts. You, it stinks. You know what? I will say this. I think a lot of it came down to the wording of the question. It really came down to to the very specific. This motherfucker made the question. <laughs> <laughs> we agreed. We we sat down before this podcast, and so, I asked you, "Do you have any changes you want to make?" You and I both sat down and wrote the question. This court is together. out of order. Is it a kangaroo honestly, court? <laughs> it, 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 I, I honestly believe it came down to the questioning in the beginning. With it being throughout, I think initially leaned towards mu musician premier. Once you guys gave your arguments, premier became more of a point. Um, and I and I and I'm guessing I'm not the chief justice. I'm just guessing. Premier became more of a point, and that's why um, I, I went back and forth. I, I went back and forth. It swung a few times for me throughout the uh, argument. I'm going to state well. this right now. I think HVAC is partially Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Sports court victory. The FaceTime belongs to Alec. What would you like to talk about? All right, well, thank you. Uh, I want to say it was, a, it was a good fight. I'm sure all the listeners out there have their own opinion. Uh, but a lot of good points on both sides. I'm just happy to come down with victory. You won the electoral vote. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, uh, with my five minutes here, uh, I do want to bring up the, the Wimbledon final. Not Wimpleton, that's not how it's said, it's Wimbledon. Uh, and I want to uh, pull a plug in here for, for tennis. Look, there's only four times a year you need to watch it. Uh, January with the Australian Open, March with, uh, or I think it's March for the, the French. Uh, we got July for Wimbledon, and then uh, the U.S. Open is in August and September. Just quick, Spanish? Uh, no, what do you mean Spanish? Do we do the Spanish opening, right? Isn't that in that clay? No, so the French Open's on the clay. Oh, French Open. French Open's on the clay. So you only got to watch it four times a year. Uh, and they run about a week and a half at a time. They're great fucking gambling uh, events, uh, and if you watch, if you watch a little bit, you can actually make money uh, playing at the bookies. If you know who the big servers are, uh, my guy Kevin Anderson, uh, I put money on him at the U.S. Open. Uh, big serving South Australian or South African, uh, he's awesome, but uh, really fun to gamble on. Uh, so I, I'd recommend that to everybody. For those of you who didn't watch the Wimbledon final, and probably nobody did because it was Sunday at 8 a.m. and nobody wakes up for that shit except for, for me and Mike here. <laughs> we, we got up. It was five and a half hours, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, my wife, who doesn't watch any sports, she was, like, riveted by it. Uh, and, yeah, it helped that I had money on it. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, it went Having back, money always helps. It went back and forth. Uh, Federer lost to Novak Djokovic. He's from Serbia. Federer is Swiss. Uh, the Federer is a, a legend living in his own time. Uh, pro, uh, you know, the, the whole world loves him, crowd loves him. Uh, Djokovic is uh, the better player now, younger, better player, but the crowd hates him, so he was digging back the whole time. Um, Federer won more games, more points, more winners, fewer unforced errors, more aces, fewer double faults, uh, and lost, lost the match. Uh, Djokovic won the most important points. So, so, so let them know. So, like, usually, it goes to how, like, uh, it goes to how many. So, I won't get into the scoring of tennis because it's retarded and it fucking doesn't make any sense. But normally at Wimbledon, you play best of five sets, and the fifth set, you have to win by two games, and it goes on for infinity until somebody wins by two games. And they changed the rule last year when my guy Kevin Anderson had to go two five sets in a row, like 30-28. And he got to the final and he was so wiped, he like literally couldn't play. So they changed the rule, and now in the fifth set, if it gets to, I believe it's 12 all, they'll play a tiebreaker to seven points. And I this mean, went to 12. It went to 12 all in the fifth. First time they implemented the rule, first time it went to this in the, uh, in the fifth set, and it was a pretty epic match. Uh, so if you can go back and check out the highlights, or if you like it all, it's 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 a fun watch. So uh, that's was, all I got. It was exciting. It was by far the most tennis I've ever watched in my life. But I mean, these two epic, dudes gave it all. They, they were just going back and forth. Like you, you legitimately thought, all right, this dude's gonna win. Then the other dude would come back. Like this dude's gonna win. The other dude would come back and like, I have no clue who's gonna win this. Until eventually, I would say basically youth won out yeah and uh i will say we went back and forth the whole time um and in terms of you know people that want to watch uh u.s open comes on end of august beginning of september and they have night matches so you can watch if you can't sleep you know they're on until like 1 a.m 2 a.m and then in january the australian open those start at like 1 a.m 2 a.m because they're in australia so if you can't sleep like i can sometimes you just turn that shit on it's 
Uh, or you go to a 5 a.m. bar and watch. Yeah, there you go. Throw a bet on my bookie at 1 a.m. in the morning. Okay. I got uh, two quick questions. Um, you know, for the, you know, average tennis watcher, it's usually Nadal, Federer, or the, the two big names. Do you think Djokovic passes either one of them? Uh, passes, no. Uh, I mean, he's he's with those top three, and frankly, he has been for uh, for a long time. He's not as uh, beloved. Like I said, he's kind of the, the more hated of the three, uh, but right now he's the better of the three, frankly. So, uh, do you, do you so, think- so they go they go by majors is how you like rank the top guys, right. and Jokic is up there. Five. He's five back, I think. Uh, Federer has 20. I believe Nadal has 18, and Djokovic with this win has 16. Okay, so do you, do you 16, think... 16, he's much younger. Uh, uh, Djokovic ends second, third? I mean, I, it's it's too close to call. These guys, right. these guys are. I know Nadal pretty puts his body under a lot of wear and tear, and his knees are problems. Yeah, he does, but he just won the French two weeks ago. Yeah, but that's that's his thing, right? That's yeah. his thing. But if he wins his thing every single year, that's another yeah, that's, major. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He is he is he is a clay man. Uh, last question before we wrap up. Uh, Coco Gaff, she legit? Is she, I mean, she's fifty. She's the future. She's fifteen years old. So I mean, who knows? Uh, a bunch of young stars that you know have a big tournament and they don't uh, come back. But man, she looks good. She looks legit. Uh, public loves her. She's an incredible athlete. Uh, I hope for the sport of tennis, she continues to do well because she's going to be popular. Uh, but I, I wouldn't hazard a guess one way or another. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, that was a nice little tennis wrap up. We'll come back with. Uh, little baseball, little hawks, little onions, raisins, and let's get the hell out of here. Too many bears. Bears. back talking about baseball baseball after the all-star game the cubs are on fire would you agree yes or no yes is darvish on fire darvish has had a great game yeah (laughs) darvish who's your fifth pitcher right now quintana right because let's just say the cubs make the playoffs your four have to be um assuming hamels and gets healthy it'd be hamels lester uh darvish and hendrix no absolutely and uh, which makes that trade even fucking worse. But you know. I mean, everyone was shitting on Darvish and everyone, right. everyone. Don't have you went on that bandwagon. Everyone no, but means including me. <laughs> he, he has to prove it. I mean, this, I was it, shitting on him, and you know what? We all want him to prove himself. But if he ends up proving himself, it's good. Yeah. And Cubs are on fire. We need to come back with some firepower. We're we're shooting out, beating beating the shit out of the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, since it was nice to take two out of three from Cincinnati as well. Absolutely, because Cincinnati, for whatever reason, kind of has our number sometimes. I yeah, don't know we're why. We're four and eight against them this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I like have that. no idea why. But you know what? The Cubs are on a little bit of a tear. Everyone's uh, heating up. The only guy not, like, doing amazing shit is Javi Baez. But if you have to wait for Javi Baez to be I, amazing, I'll take that. I think it's his heel. I think it's going to bother him all year, and I don't think he's going to be up to the level that he was the first three months, but I think he still will be good. Addison Russell is dog shit. It's done, right? I mean, I just perform well enough so we can get rid of your dumbass. Yeah. Just get rid of the dead weight. Yeah. Anyways, 
That's baseball talk. Sox were good for a while. They Sox were almost made 500 for a while, but Eloy Jimenez is out. They just got their ass whooped by Kansas City. Oh, they're they're, 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 they're they've been getting dude, their ass dude. Dude, the Sox are the Sox are done again. Oh. You're 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 just outside garbage who once saw, again. Who saw Matt Nagy's uh, pitch? Yeah. At the throwout. Uh, right on the corner. Yeah, 68 miles. Per Matt, hour? Matt Nagy uh, threw out the first pitch the other day. Uh, for, the for the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Did we also Pain of the corner? Pain of the corner. Did we also see him saying, take me out to the ball game? I did not see that, but I heard something about... Why? What happened? Because he said, give me some penis and cracker jams. <laughs> he could not say okay. penis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, that right. was, Stop that it, was dude. I heard, I heard <laughs> about that. I did not hear it, actually. That was Cub Talk. Let's was switch talk. to HVAC. Talk about the Blackhawks. All right. Making moves. This is making, solely you. Making moves. <laughs> And making horrible moves. This you you guys know how much I hate Stan Bowman. Um, <laughs> the the moves this year, and they I think they might they'll make the playoffs. But good God, you traded for Andrew Shaw. You got rid of a second and third round draft pick for a 28 year old Andrew Shaw that is a dime a dozen player, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Oh, about hold Chicago. on, hold we, on. We, we Apparently, Chicago back. loves Brian Shaw. No, everyone brings or people Andrew, back. Andrew Shaw. Everyone Andrew Shaw brings people back. No, I mean, the White Sox, you could have you could have given Montreal a fourth round pick and they would have. It was a salary dump. You could have given him them a fifth round pick and they would have made that trade. Stan Bowman continues to make bad trades. He traded uh, Yoki Hari, who was a first round pick two years ago. Seventh overall. The Blackhawks make overall. statues over no, anybody. No, 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 I'm surprised no, no, no. it's not an Andrew Shaw, but he's statue. First first round pick. He was their best defensive prospect. You, they have a ton of defensive prospects. All right, why? Would you trade your best one for a guy that's a bust? The guy they trade for, bring back he's, some picks. If you're going to trade your best press prospect, bring back some picks. And I hate the media talking about the guy that they got back was a sixth overall pick the other three years ago. He yeah, he's a fucking change. bust. No one needs a – you don't change your best – you don't trade no, your best prospect a for a change of scenery help. guy. You get some picks. If you're going to get a change of scenery guy, get that, some picks back. Kane has been traded to the All right. Team. So we're going to bring it down to this. Do the Hawks make the playoffs? Because all I care about is playoff hockey. Ah, all you care about is playoffs. I want some championships. They had the third draft pick hey, this year. Hey, I want year. championships Dude, too. But playoff, playoff, playoff hockey is awesome. They had, Do we make the playoffs? They had the third pick in the draft this year. They could have taken the replacement for Duncan Keith. Instead, they took a third line center. So yes, they will know. make the. Yes, they will make the playoffs. I do not. I think that with the moves he's made, their championship window is close to being closed. How? What, okay. Quick question, because we got to wrap this up. What seed do they make in the playoff uh, for playoff run? I think they'd be uh, a wild card team in the West. Okay. Well, when St. Louis was a what, and they won the Stanley Cup? They were a wild card team. I do like the goalie they got. Uh, yeah, hopefully, so this goalie can push Crawford. That's the thing. A hot goalie can hey, make the difference on. A no team. doubt, they have talent. And we have but a they're lot making of bad moves. Our defense, bad moves. Our defense sucks, but we have a lot of offense. So if we're winning ten to eight. Hey, we got talent. They're making bad moves. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I will agree. I don't really like Stan Bowman. Um, so let's just, you know, fuck it. Let's just wrap this up. Um, Come back for do, some onions and raisins. We're going to do some. Too many bears. Bears. Quasi-indigents. 
and we're just gonna wrap up with a little onions raisins obviously we have a new guest so they'll start off all right so uh my raisins this is gonna be very um uh, topical here i don't know if anybody watched the british open today but it was in ireland oh it was brutal. Rory McIlroy was supposed to be coming home. He's going to be a favorite. He finished today, I think, seven over or eight over. What a fucking joke. Uh, really, really bad. Unless he has... Oh, dude, how long till he turns fat again? <laughs> Unless... He's, he was fat to begin with, and then he became Jack. He's Wait, going fat again. I am Jack. He he set the record as a 16-year-old, I think, on that course. Like, he, he was... It was supposed to be his course. It was supposed to be his tournament, his course, yeah. and, uh, you know, who knows if it was the pressure or what, but, uh, man, uh, awful for him. Uh, I actually kind of feel bad for him, but I, I got to give him the raisins. That's that's a rough start uh, to the Open. And then for the Onions, um, I was listening to your podcast when this fight happened. I think you guys did one, like, a couple days later, and I was hoping to hear you give the Onions to this guy. Uh, but Andy Ruiz Jr. Andy Ruiz Jr. Knocking out the champ, yep. the big butterball. Uh, what a fight. That guy's got fast hands. Uh, man, uh, incredible. I can't wait for the rematch. So, uh, <laughs> just a it's big a, fat dude that just won a championship. Won a championship. So, rumored to have a glass jaw, the guy that he beat. Although he everyone like has a glass he, jaw. He, yeah. he looks like he should. Everyone has a glass jaw when you get punched in the fucking jaw like that. <laughs> so my uh, my raisins are from literally today, and my onions are are, are going back a couple weeks here. What? Nooch. Oh shit! Well, H I got I got called out. I was unprepared. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. Go. Go. Let this right. let this sad lawyer take some time. All right. I am still withering in defeat. He still he still got to recover a little bit. All right. I'm gonna go with the onions first here because we are. Eight days away from training camp. Eight days, boys. Eight days. Who's not Chicago hyped? Bears. Everyone's got to be hyped about this season, victory. right? Who's potentially? Potentially. I mean, it could still be a nine and seven I mean, year, but Kirk everyone's Kansas hyped. Could have yeah. a decent year and sure. Could be decent. Stop it. Sure, but you know, everyone's hyped at the beginning of the year, which is what we wanted for. We didn't have that for a we long time. Down the kicker. So. Uh, we will. After that weird kind of weird kicker scenario. <laughs> you got to see where training camp goes. And I do No one in the media talks about the Pinheiro kid because everyone hates the two guys they have because they haven't really done much. The guy's got a big leg. Give me the guy with the big leg. That's what I want on the lakefront. A, a, quick, guy, a guy that can strike the ball. Quick shout out to Khalil Mack, one of the five players in Madden 2020. That is a 99, 99 rating. Yep. 99. 99. All right. My raisins goes to the extension of my goddamn rant to Stan Bowen. <laughs> Fuck him and where he lives. When we first started the show, we used to create lists. No one knew, we used to create lists of enemies of the show. <laughs> and yes, you are trying to make Stan Bowman <laughs> an enemy of the show. I mean, I, I will say this. He's got one Championship under his belt? No, that's Dale Talon's players. Okay, but still, technically, he's got one. So that's why I won't put him on the list yet. But he, I, I have to agree with HVAC. He is, he is starting to he's testing uh, my patience. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pushing the limits. Onion raisin? You want me to go? I'll go. Okay. Uh, onions. You know what I'm gonna give it to? I know it's cliche because I am a Cubs fan. But Chris oh, Bryant. Jesus Christ. Chris Bryant. No, fuck that. Hold Chris on. Chris Bryant's having a great Chris year. Chris Bryant is having uh, a undercover, yeah. his best 
Chris Bryant might be Undercover. having his best. The man was MVP of what? The World Series? The league? And everyone and shits might, on him. And this might be his best year yet. This might be his best career year yet. And after the All-Star break, dude is on fire. Is he's he Javi Baez good? Yes. Javi, yeah, he is. He's hitting bombs. Javi, unfortunately, is not. But Chris Bryant is hitting fucking bombs left and right. So I hope for the kid he keeps it uh, continued on his hot streak. And this could be maybe his best career year ever undercover because no one's even talking about him. He's elite. He's elite. Uh, Raisins. Who do we give the Raisins? There's so many people. You know what? I'm going to give the Raisins to the Chicago media for um, just like, <laughs> for whatever reason, blowing this little fucking Florida hillbilly out of proportion, Gator Bob or whatever. <laughs> Fuck him, dude. This guy literally catches gators for a living in Florida. Came up here and caught one tiny one. <laughs> one he's throwing, tiny gator. He's throwing out the fucking first pitch at, at Wrigley really. Field. He's, like, turning on the Buckingham Fountain. Have you seen this guy? Yeah. He's clearly a drug addict. <laughs> he looks like a hillbilly. Yeah, I mean. It's rough. You're shitting on that dude for catching a gator. I'm not shitting on him. I'm shitting on the media, <laughs> the media. for making media him into some sort of superstar. We like, like feel-good stories in Chicago. They're making him into a superstar. He, he did his job. No, if, <laughs> if if I went down to Florida and sold a roof, would be like, look at Mike. Look at Mike. This look at Nucci sold a roof in Florida. Let's let have him fucking go. Fucking. I mean, I'm I, pretty sure if you walked into the Tampa Ray Tampa Bay Rays organization and said, I'm gonna throw out the first pitch, they'd be like. Oh shit! Of course, well, of course, five thousand people are here. Why don't yeah. you do that? Yeah, you, you might be right. Florida's a shit yeah. state. You know what? They might do it at the Marlins game too. This All way. right. Also. All right. Fine. I'm gonna go sell a roof <laughs> in Florida. Those are my unsolicited raisins. Okay. Uh, raisins. Um, I I was having a hard time thinking of them. Um, Alec actually said something about Rory. I want to go on that on that uh, sort of vein. I want to give it to. Uh, David Duvall, how do you hit the wrong ball in the British Open? Uh, <laughs> he shot the British Open. He shot a 14 on a single hole. He hit <laughs> someone else. I don't a understand. 14 he on a single hit, hole. You hit. can't just take the snowman like the rest of us do. <laughs> just take an eight, and then you end it. He, he shot a 14. He Okay, just in case anyone doesn't know, he somehow maybe teed off, and then walked him to a pole and hit it, even though it wasn't his. I don't know if I blame him. I don't know if I blame his caddy, but I don't know. Or the refs? Are, are no one looking? Like, uh, self, self-judged. Self in the, yeah, self-judged. I in don't the know how, like, I mean, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you hit someone else's ball. I feel like I would do that, but I'm not paid money. <laughs> I'm just an amateur fucker going out to a regular golf and I, course. I, 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 actually, <laughs> honestly, Cozzy, I don't think that you would do it. Like, if we were in an actual tournament and we were playing for money, I don't think that you would do that. Yeah, I feel like like my caddy's watching where Somebody would be like, no, don't do that. Right. Stop. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like someone, like the fans, where they just like, they all turned away. They were like, fuck this guy. He's no, <laughs> the fans are probably like literally looking like, is this dude about to They're hit like, that no. ball? <laughs> is this dude literally going to hit that ball? There's no way he's going to hit that ball. Oh, shit, he hit that <laughs> ball. Uh, I, I got to give you, I, gotta, I mean, this is, you know. Oh, that oh, is awesome. It's, it's your job. Like, you, you have a caddy. Come on. Someone's got, no, it's not your ball. Um. Onions. I'm gonna I'm gonna go along Nucci's van. I'm gonna go with a slight homer pick. 
one year ago, uh, Masai Ujiri traded for <laughs> Kawhi, and uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I think he, you know, he's not going to get the credit, but I think he slightly changed the NBA in the sense that people were just like, fuck it. I can make this kind of move. I mean, if you look at Boston trying to get Anthony Davis, who said, like, I don't want to be in Boston, but they were trying to get him because they thought, like, oh, we could win a championship. Like, teams are making moves where they're like, oh, I can make this move and maybe I just win right away and get a championship. So I think, like, that move was a big move. Won me a steak. I'm never going to forget that. Steak was delicious. Also, even if I got to pay out the steak. Also, lost you a steak. Yeah, you lost me a steak. <laughs> also, <laughs> listen. And that hey. steak will be extra delicious. And maple and ash hey. too. As, maple as, and ash as steak. A, as a as a gambler, I'm sure our guest Alec knows. You know, you win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose right, some. Right. You 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 play the, you play for the love of the game. Right. That's right. You love the taste of victory. You also you know love to, you know you hate defeat, but it happens. So. Um, I've had the defeat taste. (laughs) You're about to have. I know. I'm well aware. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening to episode 69 of 69. Don't forget, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PTM Chicago. And if you ever message us, don't forget to hashtag Fuck Joe Buck. (laughs)